Thank you for joining our podcast from New Life Church Greenbrier. If you're joining us for the first time, we would love to know about it. Just text Greenbrier to 88000 and fill out one of our Connect cards. Now, let's listen in to today's message. Morning, church. Man, it is so good to be with you guys. Byron and I just got jealous. Like every Sunday, we get up here and we preach for 30, 35 minutes, and you people are sitting down and we're getting, having to stand up. So we thought, today, we're going to sit down and all of y'all have to stand up for the next 35 minutes. Don't think I won't ask you to do it. I did it one time. Remember that? That was a long Sunday, wasn't it? That was a good Sunday. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here today. Um, today, as you can tell, is a little different service, isn't it? I don't know that I've ever sat down in a chair up here. I could get used to this. This is kind of nice. This is nice. Today I'm joined with Pastor Byron Burrell. And um, if you haven't met him yet, Byron and Tasha, his wife, are some of Shelly and I's closest friends. Um, but I, I will share a little secret on Tasha. Uh, Byron and I, we're outside guys. We like hanging out in the woods. We like shooting guns. We like, you know. But Tasha and Shelly, they're inside girls. I mean, to a, like, to way too far. Like, Tasha won't even eat ice cream outside because she says the ice cream tastes like outside. Am I telling the That's truth? That's what she says. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love these people. And um, if you've been around our church for very long, I know that you do too. Um, I'm sure you guys have met them at some point. But um, like I said, they are our Connect Pastors, and our heart for you is if you just started coming, um, if this is your first day visiting us as a church, uh, no, the pastors don't normally sit down on the stage. But um, we will tell you that our heart for you when you start coming to this church is that you learn who we are as a church, that you understand our core values and and what we stand for and the difference between essential belief and a non-essential belief. And if I'm going to raise my family, you know, I've shared this before. Shelly and I have been a part of New Life Church for 21 years now, coming up on 21 years. And um, the first time we walked through the doors, we knew that New Life Church was going to be the place that we wanted to raise our family. We knew that. But we also wanted to make sure that they were doctrinally pure, that it was a place that we could raise our family in and trust the leaders that they were leading our kids right. And um, that's, that's your opportunity that you get through Connect Class. So we have another Connect Class coming up. You want to tell them a little bit about that, Byron? Yeah, so our next Connect Class is going to be October the 22nd. However, it's going to be a little bit different because we normally have it during second service. We're going to do it during first service. It will be for three weeks. And that's an opportunity for us to, again, as Tim said, get to know who we are, why we do what we do, understand why we look at the Bible the way that we do, yeah. the whole Bible. Right. And then at that first night, we also have the opportunity to come to your house. Yes. And that's a place. Um, it's a little bit selfish, if I'm being honest, because on a Sunday morning, it's difficult for me to get to meet everybody that comes to this church. Well, through the Connect class and that first night at our house, um, we actually had the privilege when we started coming to New Life Church to sit down in Pastor Rick and Michelle's house and go through. It was called 101 back then and to learn about the church. And um, if for no other reason, Shelly makes really good cookies. And, yes, she does. Uh, she makes good cookies. And she makes cookies that night. So um, as long as she keeps making cookies for that night, we're going to keep inviting you guys to the house. Now, if she quits making cookies, I'm I out. I stop showing up. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. 
But um, Byron, as I said, they, as they lead our Connect class, but Byron is also leading um, a life group on the Holy Spirit. You see, our heart for you when you start coming to this church is that you have a clear path in your spiritual walk and your spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. So our faith is it, not a destination. It's a journey. And we want to make sure that we're providing an opportunity for that journey for you and for your family to grow. Um, Kristen and Alex Van Houten, you met Alex a few minutes ago as he was emceeing. Um, you know, Kristen has been our children's ministry director for almost two years. And just yesterday, we commissioned them as pastors for our campus, as pastors of our children's ministry. Yeah, that's a great place to be found here. The reason that we did that is, first of all, we are not quick to hand out titles around here. Um, and they weren't seeking that title. They, they were anointed to have that title. And they are pastoring your children. And it's so important that the kids have a clear path in their walk and their spiritual journey. But it's also important that we as adults, as parents, have a clear walk as well. So what we will encourage you to do is after you go through a Connect class, we'll go f- from Connect into Foundations. So now we're like right not now, it'll be during the second service. We have a foundations class that's going on that's, that's led by Garth Bowman. Mm-hmm. Garth leads our foundation, so it's helping establish that spiritual foundation in your walk with him. From foundations, we want you to go into real change because as we go through life, we're going to accumulate some, some junk. Yeah. Yeah. We want you to be able to eliminate that and get rid of that. And then out of real change, our prayer is that you can go into a study on the Holy Spirit. I don't want to live one single day of my life without the Holy Spirit in my life. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to have a service without the Holy Spirit being the most person, most important person in the room. That is our heart. That's our desire. That is our passion for you guys as well. Our hope is this, is that today we get to bring a little bit of normalcy to someone that, has, that doesn't get talked about a lot. Today we want to talk about the Holy Spirit. It's not an it. It's a he. It's part of the Trinity. And I want you guys to have a healthy relationship with the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand who the Holy Spirit is, why it's important. You know, the Holy Spirit is talked about over a hundred times throughout Scripture. But we don't talk about it a lot at church sometimes. You hear us reference it, but we don't teach about it a lot. Today, we want to teach about the Holy Spirit. Now, there's no way that in 34 or 30... Jesus just came back. There's no way that in 34 or 35 minutes that we're going to be able to teach you everything there is to know about the Holy Spirit. But I do know this, um, and I want to use those lights as an example for just a second. There are a lot of distractions in this world. Yes. And just as those lights going out in the mid-sentence, those are the kind of distractions that we deal with on a daily basis when we're walking through our walk with Christ. Now, listen, um, we need to make sure that we have a healthy, clear understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about, we want, we want to talk about his attributes, but we don't want to talk about the absolutes sometimes. Are you guys with me? Byron, I don't know about you, but I am so far off of this script, I don't even know what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about. Well, I would tell you this, because life can be a distraction in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier that um, a part of the track is going from connect to foundations, from foundations to real change. And in real change, the very last chapter, it speaks about a broad area of the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit, very, very high level, right? Mm -hmm. Which can seem confusing. Right. 
So when we talk about the actual study of the Holy Spirit that Tasha and I have an opportunity to, to do, now we're taking a deep dive. Yeah. And that deep dive allows us to know who he is, mm, okay? That's good. And that who he is allows us to be able to walk with him so that we're not doing life alone. We say that all the time, that God never intended so for us to do life alone, right? right. The Holy Spirit is there for us, as, for, for us not to do life alone. That's important. You know, there was something that one of the leaders said, um, Kim Brown, she's, she's on staff at our Conway campus, and she made a statement um, this weekend that, uh, <laughs> made a statement this weekend that trying to walk through life without the Holy Spirit is like sending a samurai into battle without a sword. Ooh, that's I mean, that's, good. that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. God wants us to live in freedom and full fullness mm -hmm. of his presence and today that's that's what we're going to talk about last weekend mm -hmm. you got to hear from pastor rick Bazette. that is my pastor that is our founding pastor of new life church um, they started this uh, this church 23 years ago um, the only fault i can find is, is an lsu fan and easy easy there's somebody with an lsu jersey right over here uh, go tigers i quit I'm kidding. Everybody sins. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just pulled that right out. That's the best dad joke I've told all day. But, I, but in seriousness, seriousness I, I want you to hear the heart of our pastor. Um, I want to share a little bit of his prayer for us last weekend. He started by saying that I, wanna, I pray that the Lord will give us a church in Arkansas that is Christ-like. That is humble. How, much, how many of you agree that humility is so important? That's humble and cares about the value of a soul. That goes back to my prayer earlier. Praying for our enemies, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. They have a soul as well. He goes on to say that I pray for a church that is, has a genuine love for the Holy Spirit, respect for the name of Jesus, and honor for the triune God. We pray for a church that sincerely wants to experience the Lord in a real way. A church that hungers and seeks God with all of their heart, soul, and strength. Yeah, Tim, and then Pastor Rick basically said that he see a church that prays with people to repent of their sins, that they are quick to be baptized, mm. that they crave obedience to the word. He said that I pray for a church that doesn't compromise the word of truth. Mm. And that they study the word with a love for the Bible, a church that doesn't change his word around in order to fit in the worldly cultures of today. Happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. He said that he prays for a church who opens their Bibles together, a church that does it in large groups and in small groups and in devotions daily. And he prays for a church that does this with a sense of respect mm. and they walk with a fear and respect of the Lord. That's good. That's the heart of our pastor. He went on to say that I see a church whose head is Jesus, whose help is the Holy Spirit, and whose focus is the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. That is the Arkansas God sees, mm. but that is plan A. And that's what our series is on. There is no plan B. But unfortunately, there will be people in life that choose plan B. There's people that choose to support LSU. I can't get off that right now. I'm sorry. Every time I look to my left, I see the purple. and it Somebody just... stretch their hands towards Tim right now. 
I'm going to tell you what. Um, th- there's part of our prayer is that you, as a church, have a healthy understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. You know, growing up, um, I didn't, un- unfortunately, as a child, I didn't grow up on a church pew. I didn't. And I know some of you did. Some of your parents, they had you in church um, before you could even walk. I I didn't have that luxury. Now, my parents were great people. They were salt-of-the-earth people. But church and God as a child, as a small child, wasn't something that we talked about. That's one of the reasons that that I'm so passionate and and my wife is so passionate about our children's ministry is because we didn't have that as kids growing up. But the church, when I I finally did get into church and, and begin to study God's Word and begin to understand um, it, it came on the heels of a bad experience. Um, when I was about 10 years old, I was invited to church with some great friends. A great friend. I love this family still to this day. And, but we were a little bit late coming to church. And when we walked in, this guy that was dressed in a brown suit, he looked like he needed new to work for UPS or Century 21. That's what he looked like. He comes running around the sanctuary, gets right in front of me, and passes out. I turn around to run. <laughs> I'm 10 years old. I turn around, and the person that brought me goes, no, that's a good thing. I said, no, dying's not a good thing. I'm out of here. She said, oh, he's not dead. He's not dead. I said, you, you're not convincing me. that I didn't go back into church for four years. And then the only reason I went back to church, it's his fault because he lied to me and told me there were going to be cute girls at a Valentine's banquet. And that's the only reason I showed up. So four years later, I go back to a Valentine's banquet, and I meet Jesus. I'm going to tell you what, you, you meet God in some of the most unexpected places. Yeah. My hope today is that when you leave here, you leave with a healthy understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. And we want to introduce you to him. You know, we don't, we don't talk about it very often. We don't. But there's been some bad experiences, probably in some of your lives. You know, there seems to be an extreme to me. The extreme is there are certain churches that that's all they talk about. And then there are other churches that that don't talk about it at all. So if it's mentioned a hundred times through Scripture, Mm -hmm. and God tells us, and Jesus tells us, he's leaving to send someone. We need to understand who he is that he's sending. You ever have any of those different experiences? I would say that, yes, I had that experience. So I have a Baptist background. Okay. So as a youth... um, we didn't call him the Holy Spirit. We called him the Holy Ghost. Okay. Okay. So that, that guy you're talking about, the brown suit, yeah. he actually went to church with us too. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and when he ran around the church like that, they say he got the Holy Ghost. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, but it, was, it was yet normal, yet strange, because there was any given time that somebody would just start speaking loudly in tongues. Mm. And as, as a child, I just kind of looked at try to see what's going on yeah. because I didn't understand. And that's the thing, too, is as we grow, and that's a misunderstanding. Um, you know, people think that the gifts of tongue, the tongues is the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. Um, first of all, the, the translation, the King James, which you guys, some of you say King James is the only translation. Just for the record, that is a translation. It refers to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost. But, I, and this is just a personal conviction, I don't believe that's the best translation if you take it back to the Greek. The Holy Spirit is a helper for us. And, but take, but you, you, you brought up tongues. And this is something that I don't know that we've ever, ever taught on or spoke about. 
the Holy Spirit is, is not, that's not tongues. No. Or the gift. no. That's a gift. Of, now, that can be a gift of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Having a prayer language, it can be a gift. But that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Not speaking in tongues, yeah. because there are a lot of people who don't, doesn't mean that you're not saved. That's so good. So good. It doesn't mean that you're not. It's just an attribute. It's just a gift yes. of the Holy yes. Spirit. Yes. And I know that there are people in here right now that you are silent. You're just waiting to hear if we say anything crazy. Y'all are going to get up and run. I know y'all are. <laughs> I want you to know who the Holy Spirit is. I want you to have a true understanding. I want you to have a healthy relationship with someone that you can follow and that, will, that you will allow the Holy Spirit to lead your family and to lead you. That's our heart. That's our hope. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a part of the triune God. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, it says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit, was hovering over the waters. So as you can see, the Holy Spirit in Scripture has been there even before the beginning of creation. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is our advocate. Yes. He's our helper, our guide, our comforter, that he's a gentleman. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is all of these things. But Tim, really, for me, the Holy Spirit is my best friend. And you know, he is mine too. And you hear me, you guys hear me reference a lot of times. And if you've never had a teaching on this, if you've never been introduced to the Holy Spirit, you may not even understand what I say when I say, I, when, we, when I pray at the beginning of service that, that the Holy Spirit fills this place, that, that it's God. Listen, that is God. That is God. And I don't, wanna, I don't want to get up here and, and teach a message or speak a message without God being in the center of it. And I don't think you guys want me to. Am I correct? But I found this too. You mentioned that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Yeah. But I know this too. He's a gentleman. But he's not going to force himself on you. No. The Holy Spirit would never force us to do anything. But he's always there waiting yes. for us to ask for help. Yes. I believe pride a lot of times mm -hmm. it prevents us from having a true experience with the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit um, many times. Because I have found this. Uh, God will let you try to do it on your own. Has anybody ever experienced that? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've tried to do it on my own before. And I have messed it up. Anybody ever messed it up doing it on their own? I mean, I have. So he is not going to force himself on you. God's not going to force himself on you. But he's there. He's one conversation away at any given time. You know, Tim, God is there, but we also have to remember that the enemy is there also. Oh, that's and good. the enemy will try to twist God's words. Oh, for sure. And what I mean by that, if we go back to Genesis chapter 3 when Eve was having a conversation with Satan, mm. Satan basically twisted the truth. Yes. He twisted the truth. He said, sure, would you surely die if you eat of the fruit? Mm. Just kind of twisted it. And, you know, we could go into mercies and all of that. But he, what he did, he, he took Eve off course. Right. And here's the reason why. Satan knew and understand that if we accept the gift of the Holy Spirit, that we will receive the free gift and power that God really wanted us to have. Oh, and good. he don't want us to have that. That's so good. And that is today, that is one of the, one of the things that, that is so important. 
is that we, adult, we don't allow the world mm-hmm. to twist and distort the Word of God. Because when you, when you let pride creep in and it begins to be about someone else other than God, that's why I say all the time, I want God to be the most important person in this room every day. And he has to be the most important person in our life every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I need his direction. I'm not that smart. Now, it's taken me several years to figure that out. There was a time when I thought I was, but I'm not. And I need his direction. I need his guidance. I need him to be there. Um, You know, we must decrease to allow God to increase. Yes. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now, listen. If you don't have the presence of God in your life, you're not going to have the fruits Mm -hmm. of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. To have the fruit of the Spirit, you have to have the Spirit. Are you with me? That's like saying, okay, I'm going to walk out in my backyard and I'm going to pick an apple and I don't have an apple tree. I mean, you have to have the Spirit of God living inside of you if you truly want to have the fruits of the Spirit coming out of you. Is that making sense? Am I with you guys? It's so important. But what does, let's break this down for just a second. Because we, we kind of glance over this a lot of times when we're studying and even when we're teaching. But let's talk about the fruit of the Spirit for just a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to take a few of them? Sure. So when we talk about the fruit, Tim just mentioned nine fruits of the Spirit mm-hmm. or nine attributes of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So let's break it down. Let's look at the first three. Okay. Love, joy, and peace. What does this really mean? Love, joy, and peace is our attitude towards God, okay? God is love. He is our peace, and he wants us to walk in the fullness of joy. Tim, it's impossible for us to love others if we don't receive God's love. That's good. That's why he sent Jesus to be our Savior. Peace is what he gives us when we are confused. It's what he gives us when we are going through trials, Okay, because we will go through trials every now and again. We cannot, we cannot, guys, we cannot mistake his peace for feelings or the fullness of joy for feelings. Oh, that's good. It's not that. Feelings is our soul. It's predicated upon what we're dealing with. But we're talking about the fullness of joy, which is being in God's presence. Mm, That's good. So what, what that means is when we think about life and our emotions, the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs, it's easy for us to become sadder, it's easy for us to be happy, but that's not what this is about. Mm. When we accept the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit, and through that, depending on, not depending on whatever circumstances that we're going through, we can walk through the fullness of joy. Yeah, that's so good. That's why some, when some people are going through trials, you never know it. Because they have the spirit leading them, Come on. not their feelings leading them. That's good right there. Isn't it? We could just stop right there today, but we're not going to. So it's not a feeling. No. You know, this is, this is one thing that we need to understand, too, is it's impossible for us to have the right attitude towards God if we don't understand God's attitude towards us. Mm. If we go through life thinking that, well, um, he's just angry at me all the time. 
He's just mad at me all the time. He's just waiting to take me out. When I walk out, I'm just looking. That's not God's attitude towards you. You have to understand his attitude towards you if you're going to have the right attitude towards him. And this leads me into the next three. It's patience, kindness, and goodness. This has to do with our relationships. But I want to give you an example of something. Um, I'm going to use Byron, for example. I could use... I could use so many of you guys in this room right now, but I'm just going to use Byron just because he's sitting next to me. But let's take our relationship, our friendship, for just a minute. Byron and I are in a covenant relationship with one another. Our friendship is more than just an acquaintance. And because we're in a covenant relationship and friendship with one another, I know his heart. I know his heart for me. I know that he loves me, I know that he cares about me, and I know that he wants what's good for me. Are you guys tracking with me? But let me say this, that also gives Byron the authority and the ability to challenge me, to speak into me. I mean, I could say it about so many people in this room. I'm just using Byron as an example. But it's not the same kind of authority that someone would have if it was just someone that I had met on a Sunday morning. Are you with me? Like you can come into church on a Sunday morning and I can introduce you to who the Holy Spirit is. But if you don't understand what a relationship with the Holy Spirit is, if it's not a relationship that you have, and if you don't understand God's heart for you, His desire for you, His desire and heart for you is for you to experience the fruits of His Spirit. That's, that's His desire and His heart for you. That's why it's so important that it goes beyond mm -hmm. Sunday morning. We push life groups and serve groups and, and authentic relationships. And Because, listen, I'm going to tell you this. You're going to go through some storms in life. Yeah. You're going to go through some difficult seasons. Mm -hmm. um, Pastor Alex, this morning, he, he mentioned something about um, the even-if faith. You know, I preached on that one time. We can have that what-if fear, but when we're living in a relationship with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is dwelling inside of us and our trust and we know that He's got, he's got our best intentions in mind, then it goes from an even-if fear to a, or a what-if fear into an even-if kind of faith. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Mm -hmm. What's the next three? So the next three is faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. So when we think about those three, I want you to think about our Christian conduct, how we're supposed to act. Um, this is how God expects us to act in, act in all walks of life, mm -hmm. at home, at work, at school, even here at church. So when, when we say that we're going to do something, we should do it. <laughs> but not only that, we should also be good or show goodness to everybody that we come in contact with regardless of their occupation and regardless of where they come from, because this is how Jesus treats us. Hmm. And we should treat everybody else the exact same way. If we're going to be the reflection of Christ, we have to understand what Christ's reflection we is. We have to. We have to. And then that even goes to self-control. And self-control is us controlling ourselves as it relates to what we do, where we go, how we do it. These are the fruits of the Spirit. I'm so good, Byron. So why is it important for us to invite the Holy Spirit into our life? I want to give you two reasons. There are many, many, many reasons. But I want to give you two reasons that I want you to pray on this week. The first one is He empowers us. He, he empowers us. 
We would be in trouble without the Holy Spirit, church. We would be in trouble. Without the Holy Spirit, there would be no creation. Without the Holy Spirit. What did he just read? Genesis 1, second verse. There would be no virgin birth. There would be no Bible. But we know that all Scripture was inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was God-breathed. There would be no anointing. There would be no repentance because there would be no conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit. Are you guys tracking with me? I don't know about you, but I, I accept conviction. I invite conviction into my life. If we don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, then you're going to be searching for conviction from a person now instead of from God. Well, I, I, I don't, I hate to break it to you guys, but I'm not going to receive conviction from you. But I'm also not going to receive condemnation from the enemy either. I want the Holy Spirit living inside of me, dwelling within me, so that when I do get off track, that I receive that conviction that only the Holy Spirit can give us, mm -hmm. that allows me to get back on track. Are you with me? Are you guys learning anything this morning? Number two, He will influence you. Now, I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. These are not my words, this is God's. I want you to hear what Scripture says. It tells us to look carefully then how you walk. Now, we could speak I, we could speak a whole message on just that, couldn't I? Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. How many of you would agree with that? I mean, just this morning, we had to pray about evil and about an attack on Israel. The days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish. Everybody say, do not be foolish. But understand what the will of of the Lord is. It's talking about being careful of how you live. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish, Byron. Yeah. And, and we got to be really, really careful because we're talking about the influence, right? So we will want the Holy Spirit to influence us, but we also have to be very careful as not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm, that's good. Grieving the Holy Spirit basically will set him to the side. You mentioned earlier that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman, mm -hmm. okay? But when we talk about grieving the Holy Spirit, we're talking about our attitude, okay? When we talk about influence, we talk about those that we are around. Okay. We talk about what we do to our body. These mm. are the little things that can grieve the Holy Spirit, whereas he will sit there and he'll wait for you to turn away from that influence to allow him to influence That's you. Good. We're going to be under the influence of something. We will be under the influence of something. And yes. it's our choice what we choose to allow influence us mm -hmm. and our marriage and our families, and our kids, and it could go on and on and on. I know we're, run, we're running short on time, but I want to give you three ways really quick that we are able to welcome the Holy Spirit into our life. And if you're taking notes, I want you to take some notes. And then I'm going to give you some scriptures. I'm going to give you some homework um, at the end of the service today. But the first one is you have to open His Word. If you want to invite the Holy Spirit into your life, you have to get into his word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So you have to open his word. But the second thing you have to do is you have to talk to him. 
you know, we talk about these covenant relationships and we talk about these friendships. We wouldn't have much of a relationship if we never talked. Tim, you know, when you say we have to talk to him throughout the day, think about this for a second. When my eyes open in the morning, the first person I speak to is the Holy Spirit. That's even before Tasha. I'm thanking him before I get out of bed. I'm asking him to lead me throughout the day. I'm asking him to speak on my behalf. While I'm at work, I'm talking with him. Help me to, to, to be a good steward of what I'm doing today. When I think about my kids, I'm asking him to be with them wherever they are, whatever they're doing. At the end of the day, I'm thanking him for leading me throughout the day and asking him to give me a good night's rest. When I say that I, I talk to him throughout the day, I literally talk to him throughout the entire day, every day. You hit on something that's so important. And we haven't talked about this until now, but what you said is the first person that you talk to in the morning is the Holy Spirit. Yes. That comes back to our priorities. Because if God is not the most important person in our life, mm. who is or what is? I love my wife. I love my wife. But my wife is not the most important person in our relationship. And I don't want to be the most important person in her relationship either. God's the most important person, and I have messed this up before. You want to know when I messed up our marriage the most was when I tried to make her the most important person in the relationship, or I tried to make me the most important person in the relationship, or I tried to make my kids the most important person in the relationship. Yep. Because what we're doing, we do it out of love because we love our kids, don't we? I mean, we do. We want to give our kids everything that we didn't have. We want to provide for our kids. But man, I've had to repent. I've had to go back and apologize to my kids before because I was putting them first. Because what's happening is we're setting the example for our children. And now all of a sudden, if we're not making God the most important person in our relationship, how do we expect our kids to make God the most important person in their relationship when they grow up and get married? Tim, you know what? Sometimes we can unintentionally create idols. That's good. God said that he's a jealous God, and we ha he would have no other idols besides him. Hmm. So sometimes we can make our spouse an idol. That's sometimes right. we can make our kids an idol. Sometimes we can even make our job an idol and Been not there. even realize it. Been there, yes. But God is always first yeah. in everything. Even if. Even if. But the third thing, and it may be the most important thing that I can tell you this morning, is you have to make a decision to invite him into your life. I want that to sink in for just a second. You have to make the decision. I want you, and I want to say this, I want to brag on you guys. I've challenged you the last couple of weeks about bringing your Bibles to church. And I watched more Bibles walk into this building today than I have in a long time. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a head start. I want you to turn to the New Testament. 
I want you to turn to the first four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I'm going to give you four scriptures that I want you to highlight, circle, and then study. Let me say that again. I want you to study these scriptures. And then I want you to spend some time with the Lord. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you if there's an area that you've allowed the world to somehow distort his word. These four scriptures are this. It's Matthew 3.11. Mark 1.8. Luke 3.16. And it's John 1.33. I want to say that again. Matthew 3.11. Mark 1.8. Luke 3.16. And John 1.33. All four Gospels think it's important but listen to me we could spend a series right here we could and, and there's no way that Byron and I in 36 minutes I told you we were going to go over didn't I there's no way that, that we could take 30 Five, 36 minutes and share with you everything that there is to know about the Holy Spirit but I can tell you this it's the most important person you'll ever meet Tim can I say this you will not get to understand the Holy Spirit in one day no. or one week no. everybody say it's a journey everybody say it's a journey journey Every day you welcome him in. Every day you invite him in. Every day you make room for him and you learn about him over time. That's so good. You know, we look at the word and we know that, that John baptized with water. But he said, Jesus will baptize with my spirit. My prayer for our church is that we receive the full blessing for what God has for us. Amen? Amen. I want you to do me a favor. And I want to stand up for this. And I want you guys to as well. Would you stand up for me for just a second? I don't know what your experience with church has been I don't know what your experience with topics around the Holy Spirit have been but let me just settle this for each and every person in this room if there's one thing that you need to take from today it is this is that if you truly want to walk in the fullness and the passion and the purpose of your calling and what God has created you to do. You cannot do it without the presence of God and you cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. Because if you try to, you're going to try to do it on your own and you cannot do it. I'm going to ask everyone to please bow your heads really quick. Thank you for joining us today. If you made a decision for Christ or could use prayer for any area of your life, please let us know. All you have to do is text Greenbrier to 88000 and click on Connect Card. Be sure to join us next week.